This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. You got me, Kevin Hagelin. You have Corey Majors, who is sending out Fancy kisses to the Twitch world. Are you saying a two-handed uh, kiss blow is uh, fancy? That's it, a- it feels fancy. It does. And we have Alec Medford, conspicuous by his absence, unless you were listening to any part of Friday's show, <laughs> is Mike Bassick. He's on vacation. He will be back on Thursday. And we've begun the countdown to Peace-a-thon, 877-881-1053. If you're excited, nine days away to Peace-a-thon. And I think I'm really jazzed up because we went through a whole bunch of the stuff that we had this weekend, and we'll give you a better idea of that later in the show. Let's do that. But right now, let's go ahead and go to cut number two. There is a plethora of amazing choices. Many of them feature Dak and C.D. Lamb which I hope makes sense to everyone. If you watched the game yesterday or listened to it right here on The Fan, let's go with cut number two. This happened. Cowboys are first and 10 at the 14-yard line of New York, coming right to left in the white shirts. Prescott's under center, fakes it to Pollard, gives a reverse to Lamb, block on the edge. Lamb will walk the dog, which is quite a sight of Lamb walking the dog, but touchdown Dallas. Now, Alec, I'm going to need your help with this. We're going to need to directly respond to this for the 972. Y'all should give Alec more speaking segments this I week. I agree. He is awesome. Alec, have we not had multiple conversations where I have said, feel free to get involved whenever you like? Yeah, those have happened. Uh, you know, I just get busy, but I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, try to get him more involved this week for you guys. Okay, so there you go. Thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate that. I know Mike is a, a big absence, so... Yes. I'll try to be at least halfway as annoying. How about that? Oh, well. Wow, you said he's annoying? Wow. To Kevin. To Kevin. Kevin I, I really did Mike. think I was I wanted to call you on Friday and and have a conversation with you and just be like, "Are you okay?" Cuz you seemed very frustrated all day on Friday. Not just cuz of Mike. Uh there were other things involved too. I made a different phone call and we hashed out some of those. <laughs> All right, good. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. So, oh, no. so if you didn't get the phone call, good news for you. You're free and clear. Look at Let's that. go. I didn't get a phone call. All right. That's the CD Lamb that uh and I think Carter Freeman can attest to this too, Kevin. The C- that's this is the CD Lamb version I thought you were going to get when you gr- drafted him out of college. Okay. I think I've, we're finally, this is the fully realized version of professional NFL C.D. Lamb. And the last four weeks are proving that. He can do it in a variety of ways. Even though Greg Olson was like, hey, he said he never wants to run the football again. Look, man, he can do those things. You give him the ball, you get it in his hands, you create the space for him. He can make some amazing things happen. I was very surprised this morning when I saw his one-handed grab down the sideline. 
was number 10 on the uh, Sports what? Center top 10. Yeah, it was number 10. How ridiculous is that? I guess if he'd have made it a touchdown, it would have been number one. But that was an amazing yes. catch to get that on a bullet in his hand. He It sticks and he makes a great play. And that gets everything rolling. But this is a guy that, Kevin, and go back and look at his numbers in college. This many receptions, this many yards was something he did consistently. Uh, and, oh, yeah. And so I think one of the things, there's a couple of different things. A, bad opponent. You know, like that's, we'll put that first. Sure. We get that. B, I think they're starting to come into their own as an offense now. They're starting to understand some things because, Kevin, we also saw multiple plays to Brandon Cooks that you and oh, I. Oh, my God. It was delightful. Saw throughout the entire training camp that we were like, where the hell are these, dude? What are you doing? Why are you saving these? And maybe McCarthy's like, because I want to win at the end of the season. Not not everything during the beginning of the season. I can win just being this team. This roster should be good enough. But somebody did say Cowboys love to beat up on the small guy. But when they, when someone their size or bigger comes around, they get scared. And that is something that I agree with. I agree that this team does know how to punish people that are not good. Rosters that are not good. They know how to do that. And at some point, they're going to run up against other teams that are just like them. Kevin, that five-game stretch where it has Seattle, Philadelphia, sure. Buffalo, uh, sure. uh, Miami, and the Lions. The Cowboys are just as good as all of those teams. They're just as good as those teams. Actually, probably a scope better than most of the teams in that in that bunch. But that's when it comes to the details. And the Cowboys have to be prepared for those moments when the big details are the little details or something that's important against teams like that. And they have to be prepared to beat up those teams and be mean to them. From the 6A2, I like this idea. Your recent interview with Jerry is what prompted more Cook's involvement. I, I'll take credit for I, it. I, I absolutely hope that is the case. But... You really, that texter in your response really hit on to, on something. It, the Cowboys are the absolute best in the NFL. It's not even close at beating up on subpar teams. Like, you, you go around the league and you're like, hey, you're going to play the Giants. You're going to play Carolina. Like, obviously, I realize that people are going to bring up the Cardinals. I still don't understand what happened in that game. Cowboys are awesome at smacking down teams that they fundamentally do not believe are on their level to begin with. Yeah. So did you learn anything new yesterday? That's what I want to start with because I know there is a crap ton of positives coming out of that game. Was there anything new that you learned about this team yesterday or do you just fall back to, but it was against the Giants? Because I understand that's going to be everyone's counter argument to whatever you say. Hey, pass protection looked a hell of a lot better. Who's against the Giants? Oh, hold on. Can can Terrence still be better this week? Yeah. Right. Yes. And so and, yes. and whether or not it was against the Giants, I mean, he oftentimes was lined up in a favorable. I'm actually gonna have to go back and look at all the times uh he was where he was lined up, but a lot of times there were some positive things that he had in his way, but I think he was better this week. And that's better than he was last week, right? Agreed. And last week, we needed him oh, to be better. Goodness. So if he is good this week and can continue and looks like he's on a path now to where, oh, he's going to be better. Gaining confidence is huge. Ask Bruce Bochy about confidence, man. How many times during the season, Kevin and Bruce Bochy say, well, I just want to keep this guy confident. If, if Terrence Steele did something this week that he can build on, then the protection was better this week. Again, uh, yeah, it was against the Giants. Can he do it next week, too, against against Carolina? And now does he, in his mind, believe that he's that back to what he is? That's something he needs to get over, not just physically, but mentally. That's I think, I think that's a great point because if that confidence does build up, not only with 
Steele, Bud Cooks, Dowdle. Like Dowdle. There, there are a lot of different people that you can pick from on that list. That could be big. I wanted to throw out a couple of preposterous stats from yesterday if I can't. That actually should have been the first segment. All right. We should have titled it Preposterous Stats from Yesterday. We spill that. Is the Cowboys outgained the Giants by 468 yards. Now, is it weird that I'm a little salty about that? Because at one point, Alec, I know you saw this. It was more than 500 yards. But then the Giants were like, oh, we're going to put together our, our last minute. Took 75 hours to complete the drive to really see what our quarterback is made of. So much so that wasn't even Greg Olson was like, good Lord, this is the longest minute of football ever played. It put the NBA to shame in terms of lengthy final minutes. And so they were up in the 500s, but it ended up, they gained 468 more yards than the Giants. That's the largest yardage differential in any NFL game in 44 years. Wow, really? So that that's okay. just crazy I'll take it. to me. Yeah, I'll take it. And then the other one I wanted to throw out there was CeeDee Lamb. Third straight game with 10-plus receptions and 150-plus receiving yards. Never happened in the history of the NFL, ever. Is that good? Yes. For a for yes. for a, a really good number two wide receiver. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's still so stupid. And I really hope like I don't know where I know we're gonna get to this more later. I just real quick. I don't know where everybody has CeeDee Lamb in their wide receiver rankings, but I sure as hell hope that we can say, Hey, I might not think you're Tyree Hill, but that doesn't mean you're a number two wide receiver. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that that's a that you know what I'm gonna be nicer about it. He's a number. Th- I disagree very much with that opinion. He's a number three right now, as far as yards go, receptions go. Like he's right there in that category, Kevin. And like his wow, his targets and receptions are amazing. He needs to boot bolster the touchdowns still, and that'll that'll change a lot of a lot of things. But by the end of this season, he'll have another career high in receiving yards. And people are going to be looking at that going, dang, you, he was the legitimate the legitimate option, and people couldn't stop the dude. Like That's a big deal right now. Kevin, I I wanted, can I add Rico Dowdle in that conversation? Sure. I learned that he can that he can run just as well as we thought he can whenever they block it well. Uh, and again, it is the Giants. But he ran hard. And yes. I'm not asking for anything to change, honestly. I don't want them to say, you know what, now Rico Dowdle's the guy. Don't need that. I have a two-back system that I think I can run very well and take full advantage of. That's a positive right there. Now, it did also lead to perhaps the most hurtful meme I saw all day. You love memes, too. I do. You're a meme guy. It was I because I, I was like, oh, that is so rude, but I get what you're saying. It said, name a bigger feud than I, I, can't, I think it was like East Coast, West Coast, something like that. And it said Tony Pollard versus the end zone. Oh, and I was man. like, that is rude. Is rude. It's very rude. Now, do I think it is humorous? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Does it make me sad? Yes, it does. But that is also just rude. The but I get their point because after that first drive, Corey, I was going to be really mad. What about your awakening of Jalen Brooks, Kevin? Have you have we woken up a sleeping giant, or when um, Kevonte Turpin comes back, Jalen Brooks is kind of back in? Okay, probably this. Look, I can't tell how sarcastic you're being. Who wants the Jalen Brooks era to begin? I, look, here's the thing. I feel this very strongly. 
is I'm not, and I know you're kidding. I'm not here to say the Jalen Brooks era has begun or anything like that. But I will say, don't you like knowing that when Turpin was out, that you had another option? Or like if you run into another wide receiver injury or something like that, that you do feel like at least a little bit comfortable Jalen Brooks can go out there and do the things. I, I, and that's what I like is that that's the usually the only good thing that ever comes along with. So what you're saying is we have too many good wide no, receivers no, on this team. I, I'm, I'm not Michael Gallup say that. gets two targets. One of them's a touchdown. Like that's going to happen every that week. That was amazing. Brandon Cooks was amazing. Even Jalen Brooks uh, was tearing it up. He had four targets, four catches, Kevin. Look. I'm I, I'm exci- I, I am excited that the depth is good at the position. That's a good positive thing. Don't start this. Don't encourage him from the two one four hashtag free Jalen Brooks. Oh, Stop I love it. it. Stop. I love what it. You're doing. Keep doing the things. And there's a lot of feedback here. And I, I wanted to hit one of these specific texts. I apologize, and I'll try to get it verbatim. And you'll know that it was your text. Is that was great but I still worry about playoff caliber opponents. I think that's totally fair. Here's the one thing I will say, and I think we'll dive into this more with Mickey because he is very firm in this opinion, is you need to be really good for four weeks to get you back to a point where that's going to matter again, right? Okay. Because that's when you play Philadelphia again. And so you could go into that Philadelphia game nine and three, and then you'll get like that taste of your playoff opponent. And maybe you feel that way about Seattle too. And that'll give you a better. So you dominated in phase one, right? And so I know Carolina, if you do the same things, probably not going to change people's minds or the commanders. But guess what? Then that would get you through phase two, phase three. And that would only leave you with one more step before getting back to another test that people will buy into and making it matter. Because if you were to go two and two in these games, oh, great. You play Philadelphia again. Who gives a crap? Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. I... Kevin, I actually just wrote this down. I'm actually kind of happy that they haven't beaten the big opponent yet this season because then there is no reason to smell themselves, as Dak says. I, I'm serious. Oh, yeah. When when you keep getting slapped by the by the bigger bully, then you still keep working on things. And you don't go, well, we're really good at that. And why should we work on that stuff? You keep working on these things. That's, that is something, Kevin. If they work and work and work and put in that work, and then they're at a next level by the time they hit that five-game stretch after what you're talking about, then that could be the moment where they're like, hey, we are this good, and and recognize that they get hot at the right time. You know, we we talk about that. We just saw it happen in the World Series with the Rangers. They were a really good team. They hit a bad stretch and said, we don't want that stink anymore, and then they went on a stretch where they just reeled off all all the wins for the World Series. I think it's, I almost think it's a positive that they haven't beaten up or they haven't gotten to beat up a team uh, in in the regular season that they know they're going to probably face in the in the postseason because they need they need to grow as they go along the rest of the season. And Corey, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up because I've seen a couple people text in. Hey, but have you seen? Did you see what Noah Brown did? Down oh in my Houston? gosh! And that's I think that's the Corey. top three receivers over like the last five weeks are Ceedee Lamb, Noah Brown, and Amari Cooper. Like those are the top three receivers in the NFL in the okay, last Okay, well, three weeks. based on your logic, we had to clear those other two out. Yeah, to make so Jalen Brooks. <laughs> How would we ever know the Jalen Brooks era exists? I don't know if I'm still ready to go in on that. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, because I think there are a lot of viable options across the NFL. Which team 
had the biggest win of the weekend. 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. And Kittle goes in motion right. Outside of McKivitz, Ayuk is on that side. Purdy under center, a five-step drop. Now going to pump and throw down the sideline. Kittle, he's got it, and he's gone. Touchdown, San Francisco. KNC Masterpiece what? right here on 105.3 The Fan because play that cut? I'm hoping that all the way from Cabo, Mike can hear that. And Okay, no. okay. I was just about to suggest Jacksonville Jaguars were humble. I was going to say, Alec, never do that again. All right. (laughs) Never, never play a highlight. If Kevin asked for it, just say, no, I'm playing a Rangers win the World Series highlight instead. I'm going to do a Jalen Brooks next time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, geez. What was you wanted to hear San Francisco score a touchdown? Because I am going to make an argument. I think there's three really good candidates. I think this is one of them. Which NFL team had the biggest win of the weekend? And the reason why I wanted to throw out the San Francisco 49ers is because not only did they beat a quality opponent, but holy moly, did they need a win. They had lost their last three games. By the way, and they their offense had sputtered in all of them. Offense looked good. Obviously, the defense looked tremendous. You beat a quality team, but most important, San Francisco is able to get a win. That team desperately needed to get a win. Now, me, I would have preferred they lost that game 34-3 and continued to spiral, and then you didn't have to worry about them in the playoffs, or you would only have to worry about them in the NFC Championship game. But that is not what happened. Mm -mm. And I think it was a hell of a win for them. All right. Even though, did you see the casualty streak-wise in that win? Christian McCaffrey's record-tying touchdown streak was snapped 
at 17 games. Oh, You don't feel don't bad care. at all. Don't care. Wish they'd lost, honestly. Uh, that would have been nice. Kevin, this isn't like college football where the Niners win means that the Cowboys are vaulted up or anything like this. Right. I wanted them to lose. You know why? So that they'd be below the Cowboys in the standings. Don't get me wrong. But then I'm wouldn't not they be saying like, what win made you happiest over the weekend because you know what? One of my teams destroyed the Giants. Another team destroyed a team that still got their college football coach fired. We'll get to that in a little bit, all right? But any given Saturday. I think this was a humongous win for the 49ers, but I understand this might not be everyone's vote. I just want to throw it out there. 877-881-1053, the uh, truckwreck.com text line. If mad. you think Kevin is a huge Niners fan. <laughs> no, we already had that one drop calling me out. Yeah, well, I mean, you called yourself out on that one, Kevin. That's fair. I will, I'm looking at this group here. All right, I have a group of four other ones. I'm interested to see okay. if my if my list is the same as I'm gonna, yours. I'm going to pick whichever one I didn't, audio. For. I didn't have the Niners on okay. my list because I did oh. not care. Uh, I thought it was stupid that they won, and I think most <laughs> people out there agree with me. Okay. Um, but I will say that the Josh Dobbs era is back. I don't know if this was like a the, uh, a significant when, win. When was it? Hold on, just real quick question. When, when was when it ever, the first time? Huh? You said it's back. Oh, uh, it started last year when he started against the Cowboys and on a Thursday night uh, mm. for the Titans, mm. and he put a good showing out there. And then he got his revenge in Arizona against the Cowboys. And then they said, you know what, Kyler Murray's coming back. We're trading you, and so he gets traded. And he was amazing in his first game because they were like, hey, what are the plays? He was like, I don't know, just run around and I'll throw them to you. And then last, and then this week, Kevin up against. A very formidable defense in the New Orleans Saints, a team that still lacks a quarterback. They, uh, they, Josh Dobbs goes out there and does his thing again, and they win 27-19. All right. And I'm afraid of Josh Dobbs. Cut number 21. You might should be because <laughs> of things like this. This play was awesome. Third down and six. Stepping up. Dobbs. Nothing downfield. Spinning away. Gets a block from Derisaw. Dobbs trying to shake his way to the end zone. Was that on your list? That was not on my list. Oh, because you don't believe in Josh Dobbs. I am just more intrigued by the return of his era. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to have to go back in my NFL history. I don't know book. if you've heard. He's he's a NASA guy, Kevin. I don't know if anybody's ever talked about this. I feel he's like out of this world. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? No. But you can see why I thought that's what you were going to say, The 214, right? Kevin is the biggest bandwagon Niners fan. Wow, what? Kevin, first the Steelers, now you're a fan of the Niners. We're doomed. Man, this is hurtful. Most people that use drugs are from San Francisco. God, Kevin talking about the Niners is like my girlfriend talking about her ex uncalled for. Just Kevin. all the time, too. Wow, Jeez. out of nowhere. Loving Brock Purdy. All right, so Vikings, you and I are not on the same page there. All right. You go next. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go cut number 19. I This is this was a humongous win. Yes. And I know Derek Holland is stoked about it. Browns with touchdowns on their last two possessions. Oh, Deflected, picked off, and taken back by Newsom. Newsom stayed in bounds. Touchdown. Wow. A tale of two halves. No freaking kidding. And Greg Newsom right there getting work done. I this I don't think you can overstate how important this win was because you can make a pretty strong argument. And you know what? Actually, Alec, I will include you on this. 
fair to say that the Ravens had been playing just as good a football as anybody going into this game. I told you guys last week during the combo platter that the Ravens were the best team in all of pro football, and then they go and do that. But, that's that's a little. Annoying. And then their head coach was like, "This is the best division in all of the land." Yeah, and I, they, I mean, they proved, I guess, they were. Unfortunately, that did kind of come back to bite him, right? But you know what, Alec? For most of the game, it looked like that was the case. Is the Browns were down by fourteen multiple times? They were losing by fifteen. For most of the third quarter. So for most of the day, it looked like, and by the way, that defense is really good. Holy cow, were the Ravens scoring points on them. So for most of the day, it looked like, hey, we got the best defense in the NFL. Ravens were like, don't care. And it looked like they were going to route them. And then in a quarter or a quarter and change, it all changed. I just, I'm very concerned about the future health of Deshaun Watson because it seems like every play is he died and he has to come back to life and it's one of those we'll talk about Kyrie at some point maybe he's just trying to inspire his teammates or something I have no clue but I am concerned about his health and whether or not that matters because maybe PJ Walker can take them to the promised land Kevin oh next maybe my next big game yeah look what you know what I'm still upset because the eight one two one small ass kicking on national TV and Kevin changes allegiances. I have not changed allegiances. Four six nine Steelers fan. Kevin, you hate pizza rolls, poor people, Evan Carter, and Cowboys, but love the Niners. What's going on here? No, no, no. Most of those are inaccurate. The Totino's pizza rolls, I do hate those. All right. Not the people that eat them. I just don't like those pizza rolls. George Kittle, big listener. He just texted in. (laughs) We're all talking in the locker room after our big win about our biggest fan, Kevin. We've been tuned into 105.3 The Fan for all the Niners support. Thanks, man. I didn't say it was my favorite win. My favorite win was the Cowboys completely obliterating the Giants. I said the biggest win on the NFL stage. Let's go to cut. 24 for one of, for what I believe is a huge win, Kevin. To take a lead with five seconds to go. Off the practice squad for the lead, and it is good! It is good! Amendola from 38 yards! And the final is in, and the Texans have won it. I like Kevin Harlan. Agreed. The Houston Texans. Significant, it, man. It is very significant. We, we were just talking about how the Ravens, one of the hottest teams in football, got beat. Well, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're right up there as one of the other hottest teams in football. And they just lost to a Houston Texans team that was 5-4. and four. This is a serious question. There are eight games left. How many people in this room, on the text, in the Twitch, in the YouTube, thought that the Texans would win more than five games this season. I I did not. And and mostly it was because new coach, new quarterback, still without having enough, like the right draft picks that they needed, they still had a lot of work to do. Yes. A lot of work for that roster. Their head coach has gotten everything organized pretty quickly. Their quarterback is playing like a veteran at the moment. Like he does not look like anything phases him. And, Kevin, I know you were a big proponent of him over Bryce Young whenever the draft was going on. And I thought, either way, you're going to get two good quarterbacks. I think this this team, this Texans team, 
has the guy. And again, somebody was like, hey, what about consistency? Because we were having the MVP conversation. The MVP is a one-season thing, all right? Yeah. So if he's the best in one season, give him the MVP. Consistency over time, we'll have to see when that when that comes along. But watching the way he plays right now, the balance within their offense, and just the idea that they're not out of any games, they're, the Texans are playing very, very good football right now. In the last two weeks, he has thrown for 826 yards. What was notable about this game is he threw an interception. That was his second interception all season. Yeah. I'm not here to tell you that C.J. Stroud is the best quarterback by any means in the NFL. But just if you want to go by, and this is always debated, most valuable player, what does it mean? Not the best player is you look at this Texans team from last year to this year. I know there are other adjustments along the way, and I've liked what I've seen from Will Anderson. But C.J. Stroud is the major adjustment like player-wise and I think he has played incredible. I think he should be in the conversation. I was scared he wasn't going to get good coaching. Yes. Because I, I thought this was an unserious team yeah. when they hired a guy to be their offensive coordinator that was a pro football focus intern. And then Bobby Soilwick came out here and just proved me wrong. <laughs> like He's gotten some really good coaching. That offense is made for him. It's been really pretty out there. It, it is. You're right. And this is a huge win for them because – now, all of a sudden, they're a game back of first place in their division. So, again, I did not think that the Texans would win more than five games this year. Here they are at five and four, and there's eight games to go. And they're a viable division contender right now against the chosen one, Trevor Lawrence, and the Jacksonville Jags. Like, I, look, I know Mike loves the Jags, but I think it was very fair going into the season to think, if there was going to be a walkaway division, the Jags might just have it. Mm -hmm. And here they are in a fight against a Texans team that is already way better than I thought. And that's a crushing loss for the Bengals, by the way, who are now in last place in their division. How much do you hate seeing Dalton Schultz and Noah Brown being key contributors, though? I don't. I don't. I always it had to happen because you got offensive J- Jake Ferguson's doing just fine, yes, and that's true. you have other things going on here. Can I, Kevin? I without belaboring this too much, what's your last one? Uh, no, that those are those are my three okay. because one of the ones you listed with the Browns and Ravens was on my list as well. I'll, so yeah, that those are my three. I'll throw out the Lions then to get that forty-one thirty-eight win over the Chargers. I thought that was pretty like they're a good team, and that's a team that if you're the Cowboys. That's not a measuring stick, but you're in that group with those guys. They're now in your group, all right? Yeah. So congratulations, uh, Lions. They are now in the Cowboys group, and you're going to have to take care of, care of business against it's, them. It's still weird to think about, but the Lions are tied with the Chiefs for the second-best record in the NFL. Yeah. Like, that's that's a thing that is actively happening. Oh, and don't forget, Kevin, the huge Colts win over the Patriots, 10-6 to overseas. Can't decide if it was that game or the Raiders game that set the game of football back further Dude, just as a whole. Michael Pittman is a really good receiver. Like that dude's gonna he has he's but a, will anybody ever nobody will ever know. Nobody. From the 817. This is just mean. I bet Kevin has the Dwight Clark catch poster up God, his It's a tattoo on his uh lower back. <laughs> no, no, no to all of that. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, four more key questions in the offseason for the Texas Rangers. No, they aren't all Shohei.
Maybe some of them. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. I'm a huge Steelers fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And the pitch to Corey. Swung on and a high drive. Deep right field. This one is way back. This one is history. The game is tied 5-5. Globe Life Field is on its feet for Corey Seager. A two-run homer in Seawald as his first blown save of the postseason. You see what happened there was Kevin called for a Niners highlight. That is not true. And I said, Alec, you know better. And so we played a a Rangers World Series win highlight because that's the best thing ever. Untrue, untrue. I will say the the fan texters (laughs) and the folks in the Twitch and the YouTube are on point this morning, even if it hurts my feelings. From the 254, I bet Kevin wishes he was like baby Noah and couldn't read right now. <laughs> the texters are tearing him a new one. That was good. That is, is quality. Equal parts clever and hurtful. So thank you for that. All Proud right. Of y'all. Let's talk about your world champion, Texas Rangers. Oh, say it again. Your world champion, Texas Rangers. If you missed it earlier, we got new listeners all the time. Texas Rangers are going to open up the season against the Chicago Cubs. 2024 season opener, Thursday, March 28th, 6.30. You can hear all of that right here on 105.3 The Fan. For the purposes of this, it's going to be on ESPN as well. ESPN's Baseball Tonight is going to do a world championship pregame celebration out there, which obviously I know the fans are stoked about. But that's so cool is that's what comes along with winning a championship is raised profile and focused national coverage. Yeah, for, you know, Kevin, we've talked about this a lot and how how little the Rangers get covered. And I know you kind of want to be like, why don't you cover us equally? You got to be better. Yeah, I mean, you have to be more than just a also ran. And the Rangers were that this year and they deserve it. That's what they get. And now the, the spotlight is going to be on your team. The spotlight starts with your team. And Kevin, walking into next season, you're going to be in the top five in consideration for yeah. the you know front runners to win it again. You know, you know, I'm really glad that you brought that up because something that's been kind of amazing to me, and I don't mean this to discount the Rangers because I think they should be there. I thought nationally, people would be like, "Yeah, good for you, kind of a fluky championship. We'll put you at seven or eight going into the season." But if you look at betting odds already you see the rangers pretty consistently around two or three now i I realize Corey, they're not number one and i i concede that point it's usually the braves across the board but i am impressed that people don't seem to think this was a fluke they were like i mean they're gonna be really good next year too which is awesome the one of the one of the things that i'm really um excited about is trying to figure out if Chris Young is going to be a, I'm going to be first to make moves or I'm going to sit back and let the game come to me. Cause everything that we saw last year was he wants to be the one to make that, yep. that pushes the the market somewhere. I, I think this week, honestly might be a good indication depending on Shohei is going to make his decision quickly. What does quickly mean to you versus me? 
Well, I guess we'll find out from Shohei's perspective. But, like, if it happened this week and he didn't go to the Rangers and they immediately made sure to re-sign Jordan Montgomery and then went out and made another move, like, I think that would probably answer your question. Yes. Is I was reading an article on MLB.com from Kennedy Landry, and she has five questions the Rangers need to answer this offseason. I'm going to shorten up just a little bit, but I want to start with this. Do the Rangers need more rotational depth? Because right now, you have Nathan Evaldi, Max Scherzer, Andrew Heaney, John Gray, Dane Dunning. And then Cody Cody Bradford would be your sixth arm because obviously you're going to need more than five. Jacob DeGrom, whatever you think about when he will be ready, it sure as hell won't be at the beginning of the season. As long as it's for the playoffs, I'm pretty good. Okay, it could be. And I think he's a dude that can like walk out of rehab and, and pitch. And pitch. So, but he he will be available for a while. Yeah. Jordan Montgomery is not under contract right now. Owen White is a viable like prospect candidate. Cole Wynn, it really feels like he's just fallen off the map in terms of prospecting. So, Ivaldi, Scherzer, Heaney, Gray, Dunning, Bradford. Do you look at that or do you hear that and say, we need more rotational depth? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm very curious because, Kevin, we didn't believe that Ray Davis really was going to open up the book the way he did. True. You know, and and so we were kind of like, all right. And then he did, and we were like, whoa, is he that committed to doing it again this year? I mean, Bruce Bochy told uh, told you at the parade, yeah. hey, let's do it again. This is fun. Yeah. Uh, I, what a way to end that. The I think they, they have to add more arms um, because uh, – you have to have seven, eight starting pitchers for sure. in this league, especially sure. if you have Max Scherzer, who you're, I don't know how you know much he can hold up. So here's the thing, though. Can that get you through the first half of the season with a good record? Yes. And then at trade deadline, if you need to make a move. Now, would you like, would you rather to make the big move the whole than have the guy the whole year? Of course you would. But you just saw the Rangers add Jordan Montgomery midseason and that was a significant move. I think they can add somebody at the tier or below uh, John Gray and still go into the season fine. See, and I want to talk about Jordan Montgomery just a little bit more. And I don't want to be a broken record, but I, the market's going to be whatever it's going to be. And I realize he might be expensive. Jordan Montgomery is one of the two starting pitchers that made sure you kept going from round to round to round. Yes. I realize there is a lot of postseason heroes for the Rangers, from Adolis to Seeger to LeClerc, and on and on and on, and Evan Carter, is you don't make it where you did without Jordan Montgomery, and I, I, I just firmly believe he'll be back. Okay, and if that's the case, then you're good. Okay. I would love to add another pitcher, yeah. but a healthy Max Scherzer... I know uh, some people are out there just want that dude to retire uh, because, you know, oh. they're like, hey, dude, you're done. Um, but, so I mean, I, here's the thing, though. Is that just good enough to get you through? Does Dane Dunning have another another level uh, to get good to, another question. plateau to, to, to take over? And so that's that. these are the things that I think Bochy and Mike Maddox know and have new plans that they want to develop for them. But as of right now, uh, Jordan Montgomery's not here. So... Is there a better option out there that wants to sign here and that can be a guy that maybe you have for the next uh, five, six years? I think that that's you... where people will swoop in with like, what about Blake Snell? What about? Yeah. yeah so I, so I, there, I think, uh, you know, this is where 
this is why Chris Young, when he was asked about it, didn't say, oh, we're fully committing 100% to Jordan Montgomery. A, the negotiations have to take place. Uh, B, you have other options out there that could be better options, better suited for you. Somebody that's, I, I love Jordan Montgomery's death ball. Sure. That curveball is nasty. He got to see the place. He knows what it's all about. He was part of the group. Those guys love him. Dude, did you see him make a diving play? Yes, of course you did. All these things did happen, and you got the prize for last year. The next five years is the next play-in. Let's stick with pitching. What are they going to do about the back of the bullpen and the front of the bullpen Well, and the middle of the bullpen? So you have Spores, and you have LeClerc, LeClerc and you feel pretty good. By the way, dude. You see that yesterday when Leclerc and Adolis were at the game? Oh my God, people loved it. Was that the biggest cheer? I think it was. That and when they saw the CD Lamb record, maybe. Okay. And Kevin Von Erich. Oh yeah, the Von. By Eric, the way, yeah. I love their like world wrestling world champion. Mm-hmm. So good for them. Um, so you're you have two really good spots taken care of there, and where Cody Bradford fits in next year, whether he's a starter, I think they're going to give him an opportunity to work as a starter. I do think that's going to happen, and he's earned it. That's one thing that Bochi said early in the season was. The kids earned the right to be here. We didn't just thrust him up here because it was time. You know, we needed somebody. He's earned his right to get these opportunities, and he grew along the season. And good God, Kevin, go back and look at his playoff numbers. Like, he gave up one home run. I think that was the only run he gave up in the entire playoff run. When you needed Cody Bradford, that dude was good for you. Like, really, really good. Um, I think you're going to have to go see if you have pieces in your minor league system. Uh, That's going to be, you know, obviously the first test there. Not necessarily starters that convert to bullpen guys, but guys that are really good there. People have talked a lot about Hater. I realize Hater exists out there. Baggage comes along. The you know is is there anything salvageable with Johnny Hernandez? You know, yeah. Okay, so I'm glad that you said that. Is Jonathan Hernandez and Brett Martin is another name that obviously both of them ended up on the injured list to finish out the season. I wonder confidence level on that front. I don't know, but <laughs> this is going to sound so dumb. I'm glad that maybe you only need five or six pieces instead of yes. eight. Yes, like, exactly. Which, that's a ridiculous sentence to say. Yeah, no, but, this is this is this is a really great problem uh, to have at the moment. Will they be in on the Shohei Otani sweepstakes? Yes. yes. That, that, that question, I think, has been answered Agreed. many times. They were in last year. Agreed. Whenever the trade deadline came down, the Angels just said, we're not doing that. Because they, they did you know who was going to make the best offer? The Rangers. The Rangers were going to make the best yeah. offer for Shohei Otani. And, the, and the Angels didn't want to do winning. that. They yeah. didn't want to make that trade. Man, can you imagine if we had traded for Shohei and won the World Series? And he'd be like, well, obviously, I want to. Yeah. How soon will Wyatt Langford become an option? Because let's face it, we asked Bruce Bochy about this in September, and he did not rule it out. He goes, hey, we're looking at all options. He might be the hottest hitter in all of baseball right now. How long until Wyatt Langford is here? Um, I mean, I think he's immediately getting an opportunity in camp at spring training really oh yeah i think getting an opportunity now does that mean he wins it sure you have adolis garcia in front of you you have evan carter has staked his claim and leody Tavares is there now adolis is a different story can i just say real quick oddly i think he's behind leody i know you're going to be like well they don't play the same position but what i mean by that is 
if Leody were to falter and Langford were to thrive, I think they'd feel very comfortable. They're like, we'll just move Evan Carter over there, and then Langford can take the corner. Yeah, I, you got to feel really confident having Leody and Evan Carter in your outfield. Like that's a really good, uh, lots of range, Kevin. To not yes. too much range in one section of your field. But that, like their defensive presence out there is really really nice. Except for I know you're not you're a big hater of Evan Carter's defense. No, you think he jumps too not soon? Not true. Just feel for the wall. But, That's uh, all I'm saying. But I I mean the way the kid hit, you saw you've seen the highs from him, and he he didn't stop hitting after that college World Series. Like that dude just kept doing it. So I think he's going to get an immediate opportunity to to stake his claim. Now whether or not that happens. And he becomes a fourth guy. Does he take Robbie Grossman's spot? Does he take a Travis Jankowski right. spot? That's a that's something up for grabs. A couple more quick names that we see frequently come in. Trevor Bauer always comes up. Uh, the way I understand it, that's a non-starter conversation for the Texas Rangers. Now, if that ends up being inaccurate, I'll will definitely let you know. But from what I understand, that is not an option for the Rangers. And then Jake Odorizzi. The thing about that is. What we talked about this last week is maybe like a minor league invite there because he was on, only under contract for one year. So he's up. He's out of contract. I believe they like him, but, like, that's great. Are you going to be able to pitch? Yeah, can you throw? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.